Hey folks, welcome to episode eight and the first episode of the 2021 Motorcyclist Podcast season. With us today is Drew Engelman from Yamaha Bicycles. Now, for you guys who don't know, the Tuning Fork brand has come in slow, but starting to be more hot and heavy in the U.S. pedal assist e-bike scene. Uh, they entered a few years ago, I think, with the YDX Torque and a few other Yamaha pedal assist bicycles. And now for this season, they have the fabulous YDX Moro Pro. Drew, sorry I was talking so much. I should let you talk about these awesome bicycles. <laughs> Not at all. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Yes, thanks for coming in. Can yeah. you please explain your title again at Yamaha Bicycles for us here? Yeah, thanks. Uh, I am the sales and marketing manager. So I uh, manage our sales team in the field in addition to all of our marketing initiatives and I'm the, the voice of the U.S. to our uh, design and engineering team in Japan. Awesome, man. Awesome. Uh, can you give us a quick rundown of how Yamaha Bicycles began in the U.S.? It wasn't that long ago when you guys launched here. Yeah, it wasn't. I've only been with the company now since uh, 2017. And uh, at that time, it was still under lock and key with regards to uh, us coming to the U.S. market. Um, heck, I even had a non-disclosure agreement after I was hired on that I wasn't allowed to tell people where I worked for the first six months of being there. Uh, so wow. that we could make sure that uh, uh, nothing got leaked. Uh, so when my friends found that uh, uh, I stint, went to work for Yamaha, <laughs> some of them even celebrated the fact that I left the cycling industry for the first time my entire life. Uh, but Little uh, did, did they know. Little did they know. <laughs> yeah, I was actually scheming on something even more fun. So uh, yeah, so we actually went to Interbike, which is the cycling industry's trade show for retail and uh, wholesale. And it's big. Interbike's huge, I've heard. Yeah, it was gigantic. It used to take over a full convention center area at the Sands in, in uh, Vegas and sometimes the, uh, in the, the MGM, not MGM, the Mirage, excuse me. Um, and uh, it, was a, it was a fantastic thing that is unfortunately no longer, you know, mm -hmm. aside from, uh, you know, the pandemic situation we're in today, the, the um, trade show industry as a whole obviously is pretty heavily affected just by the, the ability to meet with people in a Zoom or meet with people in a Skype and not have to have these big trade shows to, to do the show. But um, yeah, so we launched in 2017 showing that we were coming to the U.S. market with bicycles. Yep. Uh, uh, Yamaha had been in Japan since 1993 and is credited with being the world's first uh, pedal assist technology or electrically pedal assisted bicycle uh, back in 93. And, you know, still to this day, we're the only brand in the U.S. that make the, the frame and the drive unit as one company. So that was what we were coming to the market with in 2017, letting people know we were coming, showing some kind of prototype bikes at that point that we eventually in 2018 came to market with. Yep, I remember going to that U.S. press intro you guys had down here in San Marcos, California. Yeah. And, you know, that was one of the things I was really just amazed that, you know, Yamaha has been making these propulsion units since the early 90s. Like yeah. that's, it's crazy because, you know, just having, you know, living here in the United States, it's crazy. Yamaha in Japan, like they're building and making all kinds of uh, vehicles and machines that here in the U.S. we don't even know about. Right. You know? Right. Yeah, I think in the U.S., uh, Yamaha on the motor side at least, uh, not including uh, the, the music side of the company, uh, is something like 
18 businesses within the U.S. market alone, mm -hmm. uh, whether it be side-by-sides or motorcycle or RV product or yeah. or bicycles, but drones, you know, drones, yeah, yeah, or yeah, the or, un, or Unna unmanned uh, um, uh, aircraft vehicles, UAV yeah, or UAVs, yeah. yeah. Uh, but um, uh, you know, at one time, Yamaha even made swimming pools for people's backyards. No way. Absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. They, they. Uh, they were really good at uh, Can they uh, come over here? <laughs> water pump motors for many, many years, and then uh, uh, started making pop-out uh, pools for people's backyards. It was absolutely incredible. I'm Crazy. surprised that we still don't have it, actually, because I'd love to have a Yamaha pool. I mean, heck, I'd know that I'd never have to worry about my pool breaking down. <laughs> yeah, who knows what the future holds. Oh, man, that'd be fantastic. So um, back to so 2017, the bicycles were introduced. Mm -hmm. Uh, you guys kind of came in a little bit slow, yeah. you know, to be honest. Yeah, uh, as anything, uh, uh, Yamaha, you know, we do everything that has a reliability and uh, uh, an attention to detail paid to it. But also, you know, we're not going to, um, you know, launch uh, a new brand in the U.S. with an R1, right? That's not our intention. Uh, that's really not where the majority of our market is. I would assume even for motorcycle, again, not, I don't work in the motorcycle division, so I don't know, but, uh, you know, I see a lot more FZ07s than I do R1s. Yep. So we launched with the bread and butter line of bikes. Uh, we had a flat bar, uh, fitness commuter, a... Was it the Urban Rush or the Urban the Core? Cross Core. Cross Core, I'm cross sorry. Core, yep. yep. And then the Urban Rush is our drop bar road bike. Mm -hmm. uh, we uh, have a uh, flat bar kind of e-utility or, or e-utility bike called the Cross Connect. Yep. Uh, and then our hardtail 275, uh, which was the YDX Torque that you mentioned before. Yeah. Yep. So. And then after that, you launched, I think a year ago, was mm -hmm. the Savante, am I saying it right? Yeah, the Savante was launched uh, last June, and okay. that was our that's our first uh, entry into the Class 3 electric assist bicycle. So mm -hmm. uh, uh, for your subscribers, uh, the, the e-bike or the bicycle industry as a whole, we've adopted a Class 1, 2, 3 designation for uh, identifying, you know, what the capabilities of the bicycle are uh, so that if by chance you're riding in an area where uh, a governing agency wants to figure out what kind of bicycle you're riding, whether yes. it be a, a police officer or someone uh, managing some land, uh, a class one is a pedal assist technology mm -hmm. uh, that uh, the system only allows it to have an assist up to 20 miles an hour Yep. or 750 watts of power. Okay. Okay, which is one horsepower. Yep. Okay. And that's the YDX Torque and the Moro and yes, Moro Pro. That's the the Wabash, which is our gravel bike. Yep. Uh, the YDX Torque, our Cross Connect, and our Cross Core, and our Urban Rush. Okay. The Savante is a Class Three. Okay. And that is uh, the same uh, maximum power output allowed. Mm -hmm. but 750 watts. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, with a, a pedal assist up to 28 miles an hour. Ah, okay, because it's road bike application. Right, yeah. And, and many people that are riding conventional bikes uh, on a regular basis, uh, say they're riding on a, on a Saturday group ride or, or you know, with, other, with other cyclists, can generally pedal on their own without assistance up to you know, average of 16 to 18 miles an hour. And you know the the more uh, expert level riders will be able to go you know 22 to 26 miles an hour on a on a fairly sustained effort. So having an assist bike that cuts out at 20 miles an hour, really all you're doing then at that point is you're pedaling a, a very heavy road bike. Yeah. Right? Because you have the driving and the battery added to it. So the class three is is a lot of fun. A lot of fun. We skipped class two. I know Yamaha bicycle sure. doesn't have any class two equipment, but what Correct. is class two defined as? Yeah, class two is the same uh, max assist speed of 20 miles per hour, mm -hmm. but it allows the rider to have a throttle 
to get up to that 20 miles per hour without having to pedal at all. Okay. So there's no required input from the rider up to 20 miles per hour, and that's a class two. Does it define how the throttle is used, or it can be any sort of medium? Any kind of medium. Okay. Uh, uh, most are using either a thumb drive or a twist gotcha. feature to them. Gotcha. Um, but uh, you know those, those different classifications, then we work with uh, both uh, municipal, state, and federal government, governing agencies to determine and to work with them to determine kind of the best use case for mm -hmm. those classes. Mm -hmm. uh, and class one is, in our opinion, as an industry, is kind of uh, identical or, or same access intention as a, as a conventional bicycle. Yep. Uh, class two, uh, definitely we, we would think that there would need to be some sort of uh, support from uh, a regulatory body to give kind of guidance into their local areas as to uh -huh. what you know it could be ridden as. Uh, and then class three is really deemed for being in bike lanes, bike paths, uh, bike lanes, excuse me, um, bike paths where they're tighter, there might be some sort of barrier on the side. Um, we're not really advocating for them to go there mm -hmm. uh, as much as we are for allowing them to be an alternative commute coordinator type thing. So class, yeah. so class one and three are allowed on, on conventional pedal bike lanes, push Correct. bike lanes. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's our intention uh, um, uh, right now is to make sure that the people that are, one, buying the product and riding the product know where they can ride them. Mm -hmm. uh, we work with uh, an agency called uh, peopleforbikes.org, and that is the cycling industry's uh, trade support, if you will, where that's our, our voice to our, our legislating bodies to make sure that they understand where um, you know, our brand, in addition to many other brands within the cycling industry, are focused on making uh, product available to customers and, and making sure the customers are educated as to where they can go. Um, your general person can go to the website and find out anything that People for Bikes has done, how to get involved. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a whole section on e-bikes and uh, understanding what uh, People for Bikes has done for the cycling industry to allow for people to ride in more areas. Uh, in addition to even having a map on there where you could actually look for different rides you can go on an e-bike. Yep. So. We also have some information uh, on our sister publication, CycleVolta.com. Mm -hmm. There's some helpful tips and insight into where you can use these e-bicycles and mm -hmm. some other uh, stuff like that. Let's segue a little bit sure. to safety gear. Yeah. Now, obviously, Absolutely. you know, motorcyclists are used to wearing a helmet, you know, yep. in all the, most of the states in the United States now have helmet laws. Sure. So we're used to wearing a helmet. We're used to wearing above the ankle uh, footwear, sure. you know, proper pants, mm -hmm. gloves, you know, abrasion resistant jacket, full sleeves. What is the legal requirement, for example, in the state of California mm -hmm. to operate one of those class one or even class three vehicles? Well, as an adult uh, in the state of California, adult being uh, over the age of 16 with regards to the bicycle world, mm -hmm. uh, there is no helmet requirement. There's no requirement for safety gear um, uh, for uh, class one e-bikes as a conventional uh, bicycle would have either. Uh, at the age of 16 and younger, it is a state law to wear a helmet. Okay. Sure. When you're on uh, any city and or uh, governed uh, uh, bike area that isn't private property. Yep. Got it. So if you're under the age of 16, you have to wear a bicycle helmet, mm -hmm. but over, you're free to do what you want. Mm -hmm. But let's just say we always wear our bicycle helmets, yeah. gloves. I mean, absolutely. cycling is a very dangerous sport. I mean, everything's dangerous in life, yeah. but you want to be 
donning the appropriate safety yeah. gear to try to keep you out of harm's way. Right. Any any event we do with uh, with media and or or the open public, uh, we will require riders to have a helmet, uh, wear gloves, uh, wear the appropriate knee and elbow guards where where needed, whether it be yep. an enduro style ride versus a road ride. Uh, you know, we'd, we'd ask for the, the appropriate uh, equipment to be worn. Uh, but as a rider in general, in my neighborhood, I have three kids. Every one of them has, you know, one if not two helmets. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, you know, we have, we have some wooden jumps in front of our yard, you know, that we've made for the neighborhood to come over and play with. Uh, and the rule is, if you don't have a helmet, you don't get on the wood, wooden jumps. You don't, uh, you don't really even get a hangout on the street when the kids are riding if you don't have a helmet on. Yep. Uh, to the point where we do that for scooters and, and roller skates for the same purpose. So, awesome, man. Yeah. What about eye protection? You know, I always like to wear sunglasses or clear too. glasses, but yeah. what, what's the, do you have to wear eye protection? We do, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we, we do it for a couple of reasons. One, uh, just for the general debris kicking up from the tires on mm -hmm. the streets. Uh, but also, you know, in many of our areas here in Southern California, we ride, uh, you know, our trees aren't super tall and developed and we don't have this huge canopy above us, right? Mm -hmm. We're in fairly exposed areas where we just pretty much have manzanita mm -hmm. uh, brush and bush uh, in, the, in the trails. So, uh, you know, that's, that's really protecting your retina from getting torn from any sort of branch hitting as you're going past these areas because it's, it's kind of crazy. You only have one pair of eyeballs. That's right. And they're not easily <laughs> rebuilt they're or replaced. Not, they're not. And, Depth perception goes out the window once you lose one of them. So you got to make sure you protect both. Yep. Yep. So. Well said. Now, how has Yamaha? Well, first, let's talk about where where do people even buy Yamaha mm -hmm. pedal bikes? Obviously, you know you know where to buy a Yamaha motorcycle or a generator generator or other mm -hmm. power sports vehicles. Sure. But where would someone purchase a Yamaha? Uh, pedal assist bicycle. Yeah, we have our products at both independent bicycle dealers, mm -hmm. uh, electric bike specialty stores. In addition to many of our power sports dealers do also sell power assist bicycles too. So we are in a, right now about 65 power sports dealers with many, many signing up and waiting in the wings for us. Mm -hmm. um, as, as with every uh, uh, recreation product in the U.S. market right now, the, the demand for anything is, is very, very high. Very high, uh, man. So we have, a, we have a waiting list of dealers to uh, get new products. Our existing dealers we've had in the queue now for a while, they're getting theirs. We have good inventory for them. Uh, but uh, um, uh, if, you, if you're not able to find one of our bicycles through one of our dealers in your area, you can go to our website, Shop Yamaha, or excuse me, <laughs> Shop Yamaha. Uh, you'll see all of our accessories on there, but for the bicycles, go to YamahaBicycles.com. We have a deal locator on there, and uh, it will show you not only our brick and mortar stores, but also our stores that have an e-commerce platform to them as well, where you can buy online and have it delivered to your house. I was just going to talk about that. Yeah. The other day I was doing some, some, some shopping mm -hmm. for, for power sports stuff on a, on a power sports e-commerce retailer here in the U United States, yeah. and I noticed that now these, this company, a couple of them actually, mm -hmm. they're pitching, they're selling these Yamaha bicycles. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a great platform for a lot of people to connect with their customers in. Obviously, uh, you know, e-bikes are a very fast growing and, and hot item in the U.S. right now. Um, so many retailers are are jumping into it. And uh, the great thing about our existing power sports dealers and is that they're already connecting with. Uh, you know, riders that are used to doing these fun activities, right? Mm -hmm. And they know where trails are. They're, they're in all likelihood, they're mountain bikers or, or cyclists themselves. Already, yeah. Right? I mean, uh, our 450 team, the star racing team, you know, we, we sponsor each one of those riders uh, with bicycles whenever they're ready for them. Uh, so uh, 
they know what they can use as a training tool. Mm -hmm. But uh, man, I tell you, it's just so much fun. So all of our power sports guys are super into it. So it's, totally. it's a lot of easy uh, um, connection to helping their customers get what they need with, without having to look for another retailer. Yeah, for sure. I mean, mm -hmm. obviously, you know, being a motorcyclist, you know, mm -hmm. two wheels is a lifestyle. Right. So, you know, especially for me, if it doesn't have to have a, a motor or an engine to, to be fun, if it has two wheels, it's right. going to be fun. Yeah. But, you know, entering a little bit of power assist mm -hmm. and it's even more fun. Yeah, yeah. I would say, I think the last stat I heard from the bicycle industry too is that 40% uh, uh, of electric bicycles purchased in the U.S. are purchased online. Wow. So uh, obviously that could be a lot of social distancing taking place, mm -hmm. but it also, I think, you know, um, the, the difference in, in what we've got, for, you know, in a, in a bicycle compared to a power sports product is, you know, it, you don't have to have a license to ride it. Mm -hmm. Right. You don't have to have it registered by your state or anything like that. Yep. So it's really easy to get. It's very easy to work on yourself even. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there are YouTube stations galore that'll teach you how to work on your bicycle. Mm -hmm. Whereas working on your motorcycle, that might take a you know, bit stronger of an education. Um, but uh, the bicycle mechanics that we have at our power sports dealers and at the independent bicycle dealers, they're fantastic. They're absolutely fantastic. So um, it's, a, it's a very easy thing to get into and enjoy. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about now, how does, you know, obviously there's a lot of, you know, seasoned uh, e-bike, pedal bike manufacturers out there mm -hmm. right now, tons of them, yep. and more and more joining the race all the time. Yeah. Now, how does Yamaha Bicycles uh, set itself apart from yeah. companies like Specialized and right. these heavy hitters that have been doing it for a very long time too? Maybe yeah. not in the same capacity as having, you know, power units from the right. early 90s, but still been in the bicycle industry for decades. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the hard part of my job right there, <laughs> is getting that message out and letting people know that, um, you know, that that heritage that we think of today in the, in the bicycle brands in the US, Yamaha has had that in Japan since the 90s and 93. And, and there are many bicycle brands, you know, that, uh, that you may think of in the US that haven't even been around as long as Yamaha has in bicycles, but mm -hmm. in the US we're new, right? Mm -hmm. We're new. So, um, you know, not, not taking that away from any conventional bicycle brand because, you know, they've all, they've all earned their place at, at, the, at the positions where they're at. You know, Specialized is a fantastic brand. Uh, you know, we've got other brands in Southern California that would, would uh, you know, do anything to be close to them, right, as far as the, the outreach that they have with their customer network. Um, but, you know, we're the, we're the only brand in the U.S. Mm -hmm. that makes the drive unit and makes the bicycle as one design team. Mm -hmm. The only company that can say that. And there is something different about e-bikes when compared to conventional bikes. As, as I mentioned, I've worked in the bicycle world my whole life. And uh, I can tell you from my experiences working at Yamaha is that it's designed first as an electric assist bicycle, mm -hmm. not as a bicycle that has an electric, electric assist feature to it. And, and there's the difference really in that that you're going to notice when you ride one compared to another is that the Yamaha bike feels more natural or most natural, most smooth. We actually do Especially a the PW2X or X2, I'm uh, sorry. PWX2, yeah, that's our newest uh, uh, drive unit for the off-road. Especially that PWX2, like the, yeah. the improvements, the subtle improvements you've done to mm -hmm. that, that motor yeah. inside the YDX Moro and Moro Pro. Mm -hmm. You mean, talk about smooth, smoothness, like that Thanks. is a smooth application of torque. Thank you, yeah, that was uh, not an easy thing to accomplish either because when you have so much power available to you, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's very tempting just to use all of it. Right? Yeah, I think it's, <laughs> I think it's like 58 pound feet, like it's an astounding it's amount crazy, of yeah. torque. I mean, there's a lot of, 
you know, internal combustion motorcycle engines mm -hmm. that don't make that much torque. Right. Yeah. You know, it's really amazing. 70 Newton meters of torque in uh, the Eco standard and high, and then in the MTB mode and EXPW motor, which is extra power, uh, those two modes go to 80 Newton meters of torque. Uh, so it's, it's very, very powerful for sure. But to make that power feel like it's you on a very, very good fitness day mm -hmm. uh, is not easy. And so, uh, you know, even we, so we do make our drive unit for three other bicycle brands here in the U.S. market mm -hmm. uh, that we support with OE products out of Japan. Um, Which manufacturers? Uh, Giant, High Bike, and BH. Okay. And you uh, are the powertrain supplier? Yeah. As far as the power unit? The driving, yeah. Driving, so, unit, that's right. Uh, the uh, Giant themselves, however, they, they manufacture their own battery, their own display, their own control switch. Yep. But uh, we make the display control switch and battery for high bike and BH okay. entirely uh, as an offering. But um, the unique thing about the Yamaha system as a whole, even for the OEMs that we work with, is that uh, we do a custom programming for each of the models, the bicycles that it's on. Mm -hmm. So it's not an off-the-shelf drive unit where we just give it to them and let them, you know, put it in and say, okay, it's gonna perform the same way as the one on our bicycle, because mm -hmm. it's not the case. Our, if you were to test ride a Yamaha Moro Pro next to uh, one of the other brands, they won't ride the same. Mm -hmm. Aside from the linkage design of the suspension and the way the suspension activates, yep. that's gonna be completely different on its own, but the drive units are programmed specific to what that manufacturer requested, mm -hmm. and I would love to tell you what they are, but I have no idea because nope, I get it. I, I'm I'm the guy they keep those things from because as a marketing guy, you're darn right. I would uh, I find a way to poke a stick at anything in totally. competition. Uh, but uh, uh, I have no idea how they program theirs. But uh, I can tell you, riding them side by side, I I I uh, I like how ours ours feels, and I, I hope other people do too. And those just uh, those guys at at you know high bike and giant they're working with yamaha bicycles japan right okay. yeah they're not working with our staff here in the u.s so okay. uh if if anybody has any drive unit questions anything like that we actually have agreements with each of those brands that we can't even have a conversation with the customer we don't have parts for them to get we don't have service to offer them they have to go directly to that bicycle brand per the request of that brand great great yeah. So we're into Yam we're into year four of Yamaha Bicycles U.S. presence, actually yeah. selling these these vehicles. Yeah. How have sales been thus far? They they definitely started out as anticipated, which is slow, you mm -hmm. know. And and what I mean by that is there are like you mentioned a lot of really good bicycle brands that are now getting into e-bikes, mm -hmm. and these are brands that have established relationships with their dealers, with their customers. People know who they are. Yep. They know who their reps are. They know who their riders are. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, and we're the new players of the game mm -hmm. uh, in the U.S. Uh, so it's it's was anticipated to go slowly, uh, but uh, now people have recognized that they can get a, a different riding quality product uh, directly from the brand that makes the product uh, and get something unique out of our suspension design, out of our frame designs as well, uh, which, um, you know, aside from the back-end warranty and tech service support that they get from us, um, really have a a continued connection to the the Yamaha brand that's already in their garage. You know, mm -hmm. we we show up to events like GNCC, mm -hmm. we show up to events like Supercross racing, we show up to events. You know, with um, uh, uh, outdoor four x four in Arizona. I'm not blanking on that. Overland, one. some Overland, Thank you. Overland, kind of thing. yes. Yep. Oh man, um, but uh, you know, people obviously know the Yamaha brand, right? Mm -hmm. They know they know more about our brand uh, walking up to us without even having seen the product than probably anybody looking for another bicycle out there because they've already experienced it in some way, whether it be uh, the trumpet they played in junior high or the, their first motorcycle in the PW50 or in, in a FC07 they have to commute to work on. So.
that's, I mean, you really hit the nail on the head with that statement, you know, and that's, that's the thing where before I even, you know, rode the Yamaha pedal bikes, pedal assist bikes in 2017 or 18, whenever that was, you know, just coming into it, you know, we've been riding Yamaha power sport vehicles for decades upon decades. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I have a good understanding of what they're going to be like. Yep. And just knowing that, that, you know, Yamaha doesn't just put that tuning fork emblem on its products for right. no reason. Like, right. uh, I think, I think a thing that people don't really know at home is that everything Yamaha puts its stamp on, like this is like a precision engineered piece of equipment. This yeah. isn't something that there's like, Oh, it's, we buy it in China and we'll put our name on it and <laughs> away we go. Yeah. And just knowing that, you know, when you purchase or you ride a Yamaha product, you know that it's going to be well built. It's yeah. going to last. Everything has problems. Everything needs maintenance. But, you know, I always take comfort in knowing, especially if I'm spending my money, that yeah. I'm getting something that's going to, you know, go the distance. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and when I, when I first uh, found our test standards for... Uh, frame manufacturing, frame construction. Uh, again, from the bicycle side of things, going to see what Yamaha does in Japan. Uh, my my jaw was on the floor, uh, seeing you know the comparative tests that Yamaha does for for product development compared to the bicycle brands I've worked for in my past too. And that uh, it's it's crazy. It's like I I I try to tell them guys, we we don't need to test this this strictly because this is a bicycle product. This is not a motor product, right? And uh, they're that's like, the way they do it, though. This is how we do it, Drew. Yep. You just sit back and enjoy it, man, because uh, you're not going to be able to stop this train from moving at all. Yeah, I would love to so. see those reports. That would really, uh, that would really, you know, it's crazy. Be it's, interesting to see. It's absolutely crazy. They're so well built. So the pride and joy of Yamaha bicycles, well, you know, at least right now, is mm -hmm. the YDX Moro Pro. Yeah, the YDX Moro Pro and the Savante are two kind of flagship technology pieces that are that are unique to the market. The Savante Pro, or Savante being that it's the class three is one thing, but mm -hmm. the way that we tune that driving it to be, again, more smooth and more natural throughout the power uh, assist modes, all the way up to that 28 mile an hour speed, uh, and where once you get to that 28 miles an hour and it starts to go into sleep mode, it doesn't just drop a boat anchor behind the back tire and just uh -huh. slow you down. It still pedals it, easily. It still pedals. It pedals like a conventional bike because it has zero friction in the drive unit. So uh -huh. you can actually, you know, be cruising down a hill. And when you hit that, you know, the max assist speed, it's not that the bike just slows down and stops you. You know, it's not like the regen systems where, you know, okay, now once you've gone over the speed, now it's going to put, you know, battery capacity back into it. Yep. Uh, it actually still rides like a conventional bike and you can coast super fast on those things. Uh, or ride super fast. It's just that we actually have a um, kind of a transition from assist mode to unassisted where we, we kind of make it silently go away versus just kind of a stopping point. Mm -hmm. And the reason why we do that is because we want your, your muscle groups to remind themselves, that, okay, now you're taking over versus just saying, okay, now you're fully in charge and you're on your own. Uh, it actually has a much smoother feel to it. That's awesome, man. I, I hope I get a chance to swing my leg over that, that, uh, road bike one of these days but it's in the garage come over and grab it <laughs> but the ydx moro pro like mm -hmm. god we've been riding this thing a bunch yep. this last couple months yep. and you know for all you guys at home the ydx moro pro or moro and moro pro is yamaha's new enduro style 27 all mountain, all mountain. Yeah. i'm yep. sorry mm -hmm. all mountain yep. so maybe a step below enduro but still pretty capable in the enduro super world capable. super capable yeah it's a it would, it would be considered a short travel enduro, if you will. Yep. It's a 160 front, 150 rear travel. 
which is on that that cusp of, of all mountain and enduro. Mm -hmm. uh, so we, we you know we say you know we've now taken all mountain and turned it into every mountain. Totally right, uh, because not only can you go farther, longer, uh, you know, depending upon where you're at, sometimes faster, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, it is a super fun bike. I think I don't know if enough people in your uh, listening base though know how good of a cyclist you are. Oh jeez. Do you, do you think that I mean do I, you talk I, about cycling very much at all because we never talk about cycling. Okay. All right. To be Just fair so this year know. this past year I didn't really do any cycling. I did a lot of, you know, pizza eating and beer <laughs> drinking. So maybe now's the time to uh, practice the cycling you know, skills. I don't know. So obviously we all know that you know he's always in race weight, right? So uh, I would have to say to the people that are listening and I'm I'm looking off of the distance cuz I'm not even making eye contact with this, but the kid can ride. You know, he can oh, ride. Oh jeez, man. Uh, so I'm blushing uh, virtually. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast so. is turning red. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, having, having you come out and join us at places like Sky Park and at the trails, you know, in Southern California have been fantastic. So it's always nice to, you know, know somebody that not only has an appreciation for the efforts that, uh, you know, have gone into it, but also uh, the fact that, you know, you're coming from a place of expertise as well. So, uh, yeah. Absolutely. Well, thanks, man. You know, the, 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 all mountain e-bike segment like mm -hmm. as i get a little bit older mm -hmm. you know i i haven't been exercising as much i'm i'm not as in good of shape you know a lot of my friends are younger they're very fit you mm -hmm. know i have a hard time keeping up with them when i'm in shape mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and that's why i really want to buy a, a pedal assist all mountain or enduro pedal bike because i want to be able to ride with these guys yeah you know, yeah. I want to be able to stay with them. I, right. I, I don't want to be, you know, being a boat anchor. I'm mm -hmm. already going to be a boat anchor even with pedal assist. Right. But that's why I really like bikes like the YDX Moro is it just, it allows, it allows the casual, casual cyclist to hang and participate in a sport with more elite, you know, mm -hmm. without having to worry so much. Mm -hmm. And you're still going to suffer. Like you're For still, sure. you're still going to have to put in yeah. a lot of work to get that pedal bike to move it doesn't yeah. go by itself no no you you have to you definitely get to choose how much of an effort you're putting out uh but it's not going to take all the effort away from you yep uh it's not going to take over for you and that's that's one of the things that i think a lot of people uh that have yet to test ride one themselves or take it out themselves on a trail to experience is not only to understand what it is but also to understand what it's not mm -hmm. right it's not a motorcycle it's mm -hmm. it's not it definitely has you know uh, uh sensations of that say you know, when you're when you're cornering in a switchback and you start pedaling, um, you know, just like anything, you when you throttle out of a corner, when you put power down, when you pedal out of a corner, uh, the bike turns more upright. That mm -hmm. sensation is consistent. But you know, there's no uh, counter steering needed. Uh, you know, there's not. Uh, you know, you don't have to have a practice course to learn how to ride the things. It's a bicycle that you just have a super amount of fun on. And uh, uh, I think you're you're right too that a lot of people look at the power assist technology as um as a way to stay with friends mm -hmm. you know cycling inherently is is a is a casual uh and uh friendly social thing social riding thing exactly obviously and distance in the appropriate terms absolutely. right now but still absolutely you know foot down mask up yep that's that's what we say in in the nika world my, my kid is in nika which is our our mountain bike uh, high school and junior high uh, mountain bike league uh, for the country but uh, uh foot down mask up and uh it's it's such a great time but a lot of people got away from cycling because their fitness, you know, they had other priorities. I've got three kids. My mm -hmm. weight is higher than it's ever been. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, back in my racing days, uh, you know, my race weight at 6'3 was 160 pounds. Jeez. And, uh, yeah. And, 
and now I'm wondering where did I put that 60 pounds of weight? Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel that much bigger, but man, I tell you, my times at the climbs do. Uh, so, you know, e-bikes for me as an individual rider have been just that reminder of how much I really enjoy getting out, riding with friends, riding with family. My wife and I ride together as much as we can, a couple times a week if we get to, uh, mm -hmm. and that's that's I'm lucky to say that for sure. Uh, but the fact that I can ride with my kids uh, whenever I want to, regardless of how gnarly my workday was or how physically fatigued I am, I can still get out and go. And I don't have to worry about my existing that moment fitness getting in the way of me having a good time. Totally. Right. And just the, just the, the price to do it. I mean, the MSRP of the standard YDX Morrow is $4,500. Like mm -hmm. that's not that much more than a than a conventional mm -hmm. non-pedal assist right uh bicycle yeah you know in that class yeah so i mean talk about incredible value at least in is that's how i perceive it right yeah and i mean even the moral pro at 5500 bucks uh you know we as a family we've got like 18 bikes in our garage between me my wife and our three kids and you know we ride a lot and the the idea that you know adding three or four more e-bikes to the garage is just like whoa I don't know about that, but the price is exactly you're saying. They're they're so in that sweet spot of like the best possible components and suspension and durability and longevity and warranty support. Yep. Without having to break the bank for it. Yeah, that was a, that was a very uh, hard target to hit as you know a product development team goes. Uh, but I think they did a great job. Absolutely. I would agree. Thanks. Uh, for those at home, how would they be able to? get a chance to take a, a spin on a, on a Yamaha bicycle if they wanted to, you know, test the waters and yeah. see how those things are like. How could they get get in the saddle of one? Yeah, right now you'd have to visit one of our retailers in person. Okay. For sure. Uh, however, uh, in a normal scenario, uh, we have a factory demo tour that cruises around the country uh, from uh, three different vehicles. Mm -hmm. uh, you'd be able to see that on our Facebook page where we have our events listings on there. We also list on there our dealers that are doing demos. Um, uh, in areas where it is okay for them to do so. Uh, uh, but uh, if you want to toss a leg over, just definitely go up, see one of our dealers, visit them at yamahabicycles.com. We'll connect you through the dealer locator and uh, um, toss a leg over because they, like I said, they're a lot of fun. It's, it's hard not to smile when you're on them. I couldn't agree more. Drew, thank you for joining us today on the Motorcyclist Podcast and Happy I hope to, to, to ride some pedal bikes with you soon. I love it. Thanks a lot. Appreciate you having me.